0: Welcome to Modern Aikidoist Podcast. My sincere thanks to listeners and those who have liked, subscribed, and commented. Your interest is noticed and deeply appreciated. In today's podcast, I'm going to address a listener's question about staying motivated to keep training. There are many reasons people lose their drive to keep learning. Some are internal and some are external. Before you can fix any problem, you need to troubleshoot the cause. Realizing that you are bored with classes or the idea of training is unappealing are symptoms. We need to dig deeper to find the cause of them. Thank you very much, Idan, for the topic suggestion. I think you bring up something that a lot of people struggle with or have experienced. Let me start with some internal causes for lack of motivation. Idan mentioned a bit of what he is struggling with, and it sounds like at least a part of it is internal. That is, something in his life as opposed to what's going on in the dojo. He mentioned traveling as part of his job, which takes him away for a week or more at a time. He attends classes when he is home but feels a separation from the training. The human mind is kind of a delicate thing. Humans seem to work well when they can practice something consistently and don't do as well with intermittent learning. You could call this habits where learning new things is best done on a regular schedule rather than intermittently. Learning anything is difficult when there are long gaps between the times you practice. It is even more difficult if the student is just starting out or has not reached intermediate to advanced levels yet. When you get to that level of experience, you can go through movements and use visualization to make the most of time away from the dojo. It's no replacement for training, but can help you keep the consistency up. Scheduling issues which restrict you from attending classes can be real problems. I had a student a few years ago who struggled with this. He was in the midst of a startup phase of his business and had many meetings and presentations to host, which tied up his schedule very tightly. At the time, I had Saturday classes too, but he could not attend those because he was a devout Jew. He felt that attending classes on Saturdays violated his faith regarding the Sabbath. He could never attend any of the seminars I hosted either, as they all fell on Saturdays. Between his business commitments and his religion, he had a difficult time getting on the mat. He was able to do about one class every other week or so. He loved the classes themselves, but came to realize that he wasn't able to make much progress with such sporadic attendance. He felt if something was worth doing, it was worth dedicating time to. Since he wasn't in a position to make the time dedication he felt necessary, he just quit altogether. I told him that I supported his decision and applauded him for looking at it that way. Far too many people never face this fact. They do a few classes a month and then wonder why they aren't getting any better. They look at newer students improving quickly and they start to get down on themselves for it. Sometimes this turns into frustration or even depression. These are easy to avoid with the simple realization that if you don't practice something consistently, you will not get very good at it. It will also take a long time to build skill. I cover this in more detail in a previous podcast, How Much Time Should I Spend Training? It is also common for people to beat themselves up for not being able to commit to everything they want to do. They tend to be miserable because they feel besieged by life's responsibilities, which stand in the way of what their heart wishes they could do. And I've experienced this myself. Not only do you have to do your job, take care of your family obligations, and deal with general life maintenance tasks, but you also may have friends calling on you for help with all kinds of other things. The worst thing you can suffer from here is the inability to say no. The word no is probably the most powerful word in the English language. So powerful, one can feel bad saying it. The truth is that you can run your life down to the nub by never saying no when people call upon you for favors. The thing is that you need to watch out for your own mental well-being. You need some time to yourself and some time to do things which nourish your soul. Without you being emotionally healthy, you will have nothing left to give all those people who want something from you. If you are feeling this way, chances are you are experiencing exhaustion and perhaps even some depression. When this happens, everything you look upon is a grueling task and a labor, even if it is going to the dojo to train. Things that would get somebody normally excited you see as a burden. Obviously this is a lack of motivation and is entirely internal. The prescription is to take a break, breathe and look at what you can adjust in your life to make some time for yourself. Don't let this time be the first thing that you sacrifice to help others. Learn to politely say no with things that really don't need your help. You don't have to say it all the time, just sometimes. Make your own mental well-being a priority. When you're in a good place, you can be generous with your time and assistance. When you start feeling the burdens weighing on you, make sure you set aside time to mentally regroup. This is the best formula I've found for managing life's obligations. Every once in a while, circumstances will pile up on you. It's my experience, though, that most pile-ups are self-inflicted. Not all, but many. When you get to a good mental place, you can realize that you can and should choose the company of people who will nourish you. That should be your dojo. It won't look like a burden to go there anymore, but a blessing. It's a treat to improve yourself and the mat is a place to shut out the worries of your day and focus on improving yourself. That is, provided you're going to a dojo with a healthy learning culture. That brings me to the external, which is when the reasons you are not motivated to attend class have to do with what is going on at the dojo itself. Unfortunately, there are many reasons why a dojo or practice group can lack appeal and you can find yourself not very motivated to go to class. Here are some of the reasons I've encountered in no particular order. Right off the bat, the type of stuff the dojo teaches may not be what you're interested in. In the case of Aikido, not all Aikido is the same. It can be radically different from dojo to dojo. The techniques are very similar, but how they are taught and practiced can lead to an entirely different experience. The food on a menu at one restaurant might look much like that of another restaurant, but the dining experience can be worlds apart, not just in the food quality, but in the quality of the experience overall. I had this same experience years ago when I was searching for an Aikido dojo. The first one I attended was very formal and stiff. The other students and instructor were distant, and this was the atmosphere in the dojo. They all seemed content with it, but it really wasn't what I was looking for. I was really interested in Aikido, but found their classes were not compelling me to return. After I finally found a dojo which suited me better, I would also visit other dojos every chance I got, mostly when I traveled for work, which was not terribly often, but I did get to visit a fair number of dojos. Each definitely had its own feel to it. Some were extremely formal, and going into them felt like walking into a Catholic cathedral. They had an impressive presence which was conveyed through the ambiance. Students would come in, get dressed quietly, and proceed to the mat where they silently stretched and warmed up. If someone did speak, they spoke at a whisper, but it appeared that no extraneous talk was part of the atmosphere. During class, no one except the instructor would speak, At the end of class, students left the mat, quietly changed back into their clothes, and left. I was glad to experience the class itself, but would never be compelled to return to that dojo. It wasn't the fact that they didn't show decent techniques, which I really don't remember. All I remember about that visit was a very cold and impersonal experience. It may be that a lack of motivation can come from the fact that you want to learn a martial version of Aikido, and the group is not focused on that aspect of Aikido. There are many dojos and instructors who approach their Aikido as a kind of partnered movement practice only. A prospective student called me a few years ago asking about Aikido classes for self-defense. He told me that another Aikido dojo nearby told him, that's not what we do. You will need to find another dojo if it is self-defense you're interested in. I was shocked by this admission, although I appreciated their honesty. At least they were willing to be forthright with this student rather than taking his money until he found out they were not teaching an actual martial art. The last thing I can think of in terms of general dojo atmosphere and culture, which can affect students' motivation, is politics. Sometimes the effects of politics might be easily spotted and felt, or might be beneath the surface and not noticed until you're there for a while. That is, toxic politics. It might be a few students with poor attitudes, questionable personalities, i.e. egomaniacs or immature people, or those who seem to enjoy hurting others. These can definitely kill motivation for students to come to class. The head instructor or other instructors and the senior students are responsible for the culture and atmosphere in a dojo. They must be diligent about seeing what is going on in a group and dealing with the issues before they start adversely affecting it. Many don't attend these problems and let things slide. The result is that often students are quietly driven away and from their perspective are just not motivated to come back. They want to train and learn, not deal with political garbage. What I have described may not be the direct actions or behavior of the instructor himself. The head instructor or regular instructors could be the issue too. It is a huge problem if your instructor doesn't take class seriously. The symptoms of this can be all over the map. Maybe he doesn't show up to class consistently and you're left to wonder whether if you show up there will even be a class. Larger dojos and professional ones don't do this but many martial arts instructors run very small classes out of rented or borrowed space. If an instructor is lax about showing up, he shows a lack of commitment. A teacher leads by example and is setting a bad example to his students. Students won't take class any more seriously than the instructor, not for long anyway. The instructor may be physically present, but is bored and has lost the passion for the art. I wish I had a nickel for every instructor that I've seen who has clearly checked out and doesn't show any significant care or attention to his students. They stroll around casually and gab with other instructors while students are practicing. Students pick up on this very quickly. Once students feel they are being ignored, their motivation for coming to class plummets. The martial arts community also has many instructors whose goal for being on the mat is to show off and bolster their ego. They are there to impress students with their abilities and relish in the adoration they get from impressing students with what they can do. They aren't very interested in teaching or building that skill in students. When students finally realize this, which takes some time, they often lose interest in showing up. The problem gets even worse when the instructor is some kind of a sadist. There are a few of these types of instructors out there who try to impress students by showing them how many ways they know how to inflict pain. The students end up being the victim and remain it for a while, hoping they will get to learn these skills. The most dedicated and resilient students usually stick around to learn, but many quit because being hurt on a regular basis so someone else can show off is not appealing to normal people. In the end, you should look at both yourself and your dojo to find out exactly what is sapping your motivation. It may be a combination of issues working simultaneously. If everything is working right, you should be excited at the prospect of going to the next class. When you are done with class, you should feel that you learned new things and progressed, if even only slightly. You should be excited about what you learned and look forward to the next experience. You should feel that the instructors and other students care about you and are ready to help you improve. If these are not your experience, something is wrong. If you find your lack of motivation is internal, you should try to address that in your life. You might talk to your instructor, who should have some good ideas for you. If you find that the problem is with things which are going on in the dojo, you should think about mentioning them to the head instructor. I know that this can be a sticky situation, especially if you feel the head instructor is part of the problem. You'll have to use your own judgment here. There is no hard and fast formula since circumstances can be so different. As you think about it though, think about whether you realistically believe the issue can be fixed by the staff. If you believe that it cannot be or will not be fixed, perhaps it's better to move on never fight a battle which cannot be won. Before making this decision though, I will say that many head instructors need and want feedback from the students about what can be improved, even if it may be something they don't enjoy hearing. If you're ready to quit anyway, what would you have to lose by telling your instructor that you are thinking about leaving because of what is going on? You at least give him a chance to fix it, whether you are there or not. When you find a good group to learn in, you will look forward to going to class every time. It's worth seeking out such a dojo because it's a life-changing experience, in the very best way. It is fine not to settle for a lackluster experience. Life is too short to waste time with things which are unsatisfying. What do you think? Please share your comments if you're watching this on YouTube or in BitChute, or go to the Facebook group Aikido The Martial Side and post a comment. The Spirit Aikido Online program is now live subscribers get access to video training and mentoring to techniques and training methods I've adopted from other martial arts to make my Aikido more practical. There's a link in the description section. I invite you to check it out. I always enjoy hearing from listeners of the show, whether through comments or questions. Thank you all for sharing your interest. Enjoy your training.